to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff here once again with the Freedom Nation podcast, and I am so excited to be talking to you today because today is going to be the day we're going to start to blueprint out our Freedom Day. This is the day when we're going to write all this stuff down, we're going to put our blueprint together, and we're going to start to build the house of our future. You know, and when you think about building houses, you think about, um, you know, you've got to have a good foundation going to put up the walls, you're going to, you know, put on a roof, you're going to go through and finish out the inside of the house, put the windows in, you know, all of those are pieces of the pie. And they're all part of an, a, a blueprint that starts out with somebody drawing this out on paper. And it's the same thing for you. You know, I, I will say that for a large portion of my life, even though I made really, really good money uh, for a for most of my life, I've, I've made good money working for other folks. You know, I was a financial mess for a long time. Um, you know, it's just you knew you always had money coming in and it was just easy to just spend money, you know, as we wanted to. And it wasn't until uh, several years back, you know, and this was this was probably 2017, yeah, probably 2017, 2018. Um, you know, when I, when I had first started my businesses, it was 2017, when I first started my businesses, you know, I went from making a lot of money um, and being very successful to starting a business and realizing that I was making my own paycheck. And it took us a while to realize this in our lives that we, you know, we were still spending money like we were making a ton, you know, figuring that, oh, well, it'll all turn around and everything will be okay. So we can live off savings for a while until the business gets to where it needs to be. Well, the problem was I didn't anticipate that the business was not going to get to where it needed to be quick enough. And, you know, in 2017, although on the outside world, everybody saw me as being very, very successful and you know, well-known in the community and owning a couple businesses that everybody knew about. But behind the scenes, we were a financial mess and we were in real trouble um, trying to, you know, keep the businesses growing and, and building while, you know, while basically having to still run our lives and, and survive. Um, and there was a period of time there where I had to take, you know, I basically used the gig economy to make some extra money just basically to make enough money to keep us going during that time period while we were while we were you know getting the businesses to where they were actually making enough money to pay our expenses and you know one of the things that we went through at that time period was we literally went through and said okay what do we have to cut out of our budget and i mean we're literally talking we were cutting you know we used to buy wine on a regular basis and i didn't really care what the the bottle, you know, what the amount was on a bottle of wine. 
Um, and those of you that know me through, uh, through anything that you see on Facebook or anything like that, one of the things that I love to do is cook. Um, you know, my wife and I love to cook. We love to have good wine and everything with dinner. And we were to the point where we, uh, we realized, okay, we just can't keep doing what we were doing anymore. And we ended up having to literally look at that and say, okay, well, we still want to have wine with dinner. Um, but we're going to maybe buy a lot cheaper wines. So we're going to need to find some wines that are a lot less expensive. And it was actually kind of interesting because we found, you know, as a result of that, we found some wines that were in the sub $10 range that were actually really dang good that, you know, we would have snuffed our nose at before and wouldn't have even looked at. Because, you know, we were always buying the really great wines. And, and quite frankly, today, I go back and I try some of the wines that we were drinking at that time. And I honestly don't really enjoy them as much. Um, you know, I start to look at the fact that, man, how long does it take me to make $30? What does it take me to make $30? Okay, I'm not just going to spend that. So we treat ourselves. We occasionally buy a nice case of wine but it sits for a long time in our wine fridges. Um, and I don't want to sound like an elitist here, but that's, that's a pleasure that we have. And we don't have a lot of other things that we spend money on. So that's something that we enjoy. Um, cooking was another one. I mean, we used to spend hundreds of dollars a month on, on things that might sit in a, in a pantry for a while. Well, you know, when we were down to the point where, I mean, it was literally, we were counting change going to the grocery store for a while. Um, it's amazing how creative you get. And one of the things that we started to realize is it was a lot less expensive to create meals from scratch. Um, you know, instead of buying pre-made meals, instead of buying, um, you know, things like, I, the best example I can give is um, hash browns. You know, we always used to get pre-shredded hash browns, which, you know, those are anywhere from four to five dollars for a bag of those. Well, you know, when we, when we were literally counting change, we had to look at, well, what could we do in, in relation to that? How could we save some money? Well, we've saved money by buying a potato, cut it, you know, and, and grating the potato ourselves, and then we made our own hash browns. Well, that potato may only cost me 20 cents, or 30 cents at that point. Well, the interesting thing is what that that forced forced budgeting and forced uh, you know having to be creative even in the food world we we never went back. I mean, we still do what we were doing back then, which is, you know, we make everything from scratch. I don't like pre-made stuff. I don't like you know, stuff that comes out of a box. I prefer to have things that are fresh vegetables and fresh, uh, you know, everything I control. I don't want to, you know, have a box full of stuff that has a bunch of chemicals that I've never heard of. I just make the food. And quite frankly, we're better cooks than most of what we would see. And it doesn't take that much more time for us to do that. And a lot of times we, we will cook on the weekends and prepare meals for the rest of the week. So, those are all things that, you know, like I said, we and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a perfect example of the fact that, you know, making a good living for most of my life, you know, starting a business. And, you know, once again, I tell people, don't do what we did. 
Um, we really ripped the Band-Aid off, and I jumped out with both feet. Um, you know, always the paratrooper. I jumped out feet first and uh, hope, you know, you, you hope the parachute opens before you hit the ground. But that's what we had to do in our lives to be able to kind of get to our first Freedom Day. If you plan it carefully, it shouldn't be as painful. There should be a little bit of pain. You should have to work a little bit to get to that point, but it shouldn't be that painful uh, for you to get to your first Freedom Day. So first off, we've talked about this over the last several uh, episodes, you know, that we're, we're on episode number eight. Over the last several episodes, we've talked a little bit about budgeting. So when we talk about your financial blueprint, we've got to start from the foundation. So the foundation is you need to know how much money you need to live uh, or you need to live for your life. You know, how much do I need to make that I need to support my life? Now, this is not, uh, well, you know, I need to have, you know, a thousand or twelve hundred dollars for Christmas gifts for my kids. And I need to go on, you know, a twenty thousand dollar vacation. We're trying to get you to Freedom Day first. We're trying to get you to the point where if you hate what you do every day, um, if you do not enjoy it or the stress of, you know, God, every day I've got to keep working here so that I can make a living. And, you know, I'm, I'm staying at this employer because I've got, I need healthcare and all those things. Stop, stop at this point and say, okay, what is it the absolute bare minimum I need to make each month to live my life? All right. So go through and just do it. And if you haven't already, go back to our budgeting episode and listen to the budgeting episode again and write out your budget. You don't need any kind of fancy forms. Just start writing out what you spend money on and add that up. And that is what you need to live on. So what does it take to pay for your home? What does it take to run the household? What does it take to eat and feed yourselves? And, you know, your kids, their events and things that they are involved in. That's your nut that you have to crack every month to be able to move forward. Um, if it's a really big number, then you're going to really need to do a lot of work. And you're going to need to deep or do a little bit more of a deep dive. And that's really the second part. So I would say this is the now that we have a, a base level. Now we need to start putting up the walls um, start putting up the framing of our blueprint. So now that framing is, okay, for us to raise ourselves up and for us to raise the walls, we need to really do a deep dive into that spending. And we've talked about it on the last couple of episodes, some of the key things that you need to look at first. Um, the first, first, first thing, and I will state this again, <laughs> is you need to look at what you're paying in taxes. Um, by looking at what you're paying in taxes, um, that's the first thing that you can do as an employee. The first thing you can control is how much you're paying out in income taxes for your withholding. So get your W-2 form out, download it from irs.gov, whatever it takes, um, get that out to yourselves, download it, do the worksheet on page two of the W-2 form. Um, figure out what your withholding amount should be, and then turn that into your employer right away. Now, what you need to be able to do is you need to be able to figure out, all right, what am I withholding now? 
what will I be withholding going forward? And whatever the difference between those two, you need to apply that towards debt right away. So we're going to take out our debt snowball, and we're just going to start writing down the things that we're saving money on. Um, the other piece of it is look at what you're spending money on. And are there things that you're spending money on today that you're like, I don't even use, I don't even use this. I haven't logged on to that website in forever. You can always go back. Now they're going to always try, you know, it, there's so many services, um, you know, there's things on your phone that you're paying for that are a couple dollars here and you're just getting a couple dollars to death you know, throughout your life. It's death by a thousand cuts. So I would seriously look at all the things you're spending money on and see what can be eliminated. Now, when you go to cancel those services, you know, they're going to make sure that they give you a, the, the guilt trip that, okay, well, if you cancel this service, you know, all that stuff that you have, all your history with us is going to be gone. Well, that's fine. If you weren't using it, it doesn't matter. Um, and you can always go back. I've done that multiple times where I, I look at this in my business on a, about every quarter, I'll go through and I'll analyze the expenses in our business. And in some cases, I might have a marketing tool that I use or I was using. And then I really kind of went away from using that tool. And yes, I have stuff on there. Yes, there's a history that I have that I'm going to lose. But quite frankly, in most cases, I've already kind of moved on to some other vehicle at that point, and it really doesn't matter. So just cancel it, just do it happily, and write down the amount that you are spending on that each month, and put that down on your debt snowball page. And those are all the things that when we add up these savings, you're going to need to use that money to apply towards your debt snowball and reduce where you're at. Once again, by doing that, you are not changing your cash flow in any way, shape, or form. You are not having to figure out some other way of paying for more. If you just did that alone, if you didn't do anything else different, your financial position, assets, you know, income coming in versus expenses going out is not going to be any different from what it was. It's just you're applying those savings towards the debt snowball, which is going to get you out of debt faster, which is going to then create even more cash flow that you're wasting money on with debt. So do a deep dive. What can be eliminated? Eliminate. What can be reduced? Reduce. What can that you're just going to have to deal with? You, you deal with at that point. But all of those things can be done to reduce what you have. And as long as you immediately apply that towards the debt, and you don't just find other things to spend the money on, life is going to be good. This is that whole discipline that comes to with budgeting. And budgeting doesn't mean that you have to do, you know, I mean, we were forced to kind of live on, on a lot less than what we were used to, but that doesn't have to be that way for you because you've still hopefully got an income coming in at this point, ideally. Uh, if you don't, figure out something that you can do to start generating an income for yourself like I said, go drive Uber, go drive Uber, deliver food, do whatever it takes to get revenue coming in. And right now is a wonderful time to get a job. Even if you're not making a ton of money, it's a wonderful time to get a job because there are people hiring 
everywhere right now. And it might not be the long-term job that you want, but it could be the job that's going to get you where you need to be. It gets you enough money to live on while you're focusing on some of these other things uh, that we'll talk about later. All right. So we've now laid out our foundation. We've started to build our walls. We need to put our roof on, and that is we're starting to eliminate debt. We're going to use our debt snowball, uh, and what you need to do is you need to go in and you need to start figuring out, okay, how much you're going to start paying each month. And what I would do, you could create a spreadsheet with this. Um, the other way to do it would be to just sit down and kind of write this out on a out on a sheet of graph paper or something like that, where it says, okay, here's my here's my balance. I'm applying X amount of dollars per month, you know, my minimum payment plus whatever my excess funds are. And you can calculate up. This doesn't, you don't have to have supercomputer skills or math skills here. Calculate up how many months it would take to eliminate that debt. And right down below that, you have all the other debts. And we go month by month by month. We're paying minimum payments on all those other ones. And then once that first debt is gone, we apply that to the next level and you start to calculate out how many months it's going to take for that to go away. And then the next one, how many months that's going to take to go away after I've paid off the second one in line. So once again, you, if you're good with spreadsheets, you can create this really easy for yourself. Um, if you are not great with spreadsheets, write it down on a piece of paper and use a calculator. It's not that difficult. This is not where we're not trying to calculate the the square root of, you know, pi or something like that. Um, this is something that is very simple and it's just literally logical. Um, as, as Dave Ramsey always puts it, it's the same advice you get from your grandmother, except we keep our teeth in. So make sure that you're focusing on that, figuring out where our debt is. So once our debt is gone, we now have eliminated. We've got the house kind of built, right? It, it looks like a house now. But now we need to start filling in that house. We need to put the walls on the outside. We need to put the walls on the inside. We need to do the finish out and everything else to get to our freedom day. And that is our freedom engine. So what is that freedom engine? We've talked about it before, but I'll, I'll restate it again. The freedom engine is whatever vehicle you have or you create that is going to generate an income um, and this is not, and I repeat once again, this is not trading Bitcoin or investing in gold or anything like that. Those are all vehicles that are basically speculation. And unless you are a professional trader, um, there's two, two things that you have to get right, when to buy it, when to sell it. And the chances of you getting both of those right are next to impossible. Uh, there are a few people that are wildly skilled at this, that make a living doing it. Um, but I will tell you, after you know almost 30 years in the investment business, I have met maybe one or two of those people ever that is really successful at uh, trading. Most people uh, are, are great about telling you their successes, but they don't tell you all the you know all the problems that they've had. Um, the guys that you know, bet at the, the horse track. Boy, they're glad to tell you about all the, the wins that they've made, but they don't tell you how much money they've lost in the long run. You know, and there's a, there's a reason why they wear bad clothing a lot of times. They're not successful at what they do. 
Um, there's a few people that are successful gamblers, but quite frankly, the odds are against you most of the time. And anytime that you have to be right two times in a row uh, to make a profit is pretty much a chance, you know, unless you literally do that for a living and you're good at it, it, the chances of a layman on the street or even somebody like myself who's been doing this a long time, um, I am not successful at trading. I never will be successful at trading. I am very disciplined about my investing, though. Um, I have a very clear cut buy and sell decision that I make every time and I stick to that decision. I don't let things run. I sell, you know, when I can make a profit. So as an investor, um, I have been very successful, but I don't rely on that as my sole source of income uh, because I, I just don't have the time to rely on that as my sole source of income. But it is something that I've been very successful at doing and, and have been very successful helping people over the years, but that is not something that I feel um, I would want to do as my sole source of income. So your freedom engine, you really need to think of a couple things. First off, um, one, it needs to be something that you feel like you can make a profit at. Um, you know, one of the easiest businesses to get into is network marketing. Um, it is it is the lowest cost business to get into. Um, it is one of those businesses that can teach you how to run a business. What I would suggest, you know, and, and network marketing can be everything from selling um, soap, uh, which, you know, the original ones are like Amway and Shackley and some of those ones like that. Um, you know, and it's basically selling consumption and building a network of other people that are consuming. And that tends to pay you over time. Um, there's a ton of different network marketing companies. What I would do is Google network marketing or, or multi-level marketing and see what companies are out there. Um, I will tell you, you know, having been involved in several of those type of businesses over the years, we've had good results and we've had bad results. Um, the good results have been that, you know, we made extra income. Uh, a lot of times the, the sizzle, the, the, the sizzle is sold before the steak. In those cases, you have people that are telling you, oh, you just all you need to do is recruit a whole bunch of people and just keep recruiting and recruiting and recruiting and you'll make your millions. Well, the reality with that is if you don't teach people how to build a business. So, you know, part of that network marketing business is that you have personal sales that you need to do. That's, that's part of building a business is you need to create sales for your business not just be a, a recruiter. Um, the other side of it is, you know, the people that you're bringing into that business, you need to be able to teach them how to be good business people as well and how to grow their businesses, um, how to build their businesses and build customers for themselves so that you can all build healthy businesses together uh, instead of that, you know, vacuous, build, you know, build a network of a ton of different businesses and everything else. So this is one of the easiest ways to start a business. It's one of the lowest risk ways to start a business because you typically don't have to put a whole lot of money out to do that. Um, what I would do is, is take a look at some of the ones that are out there and, and learn a little bit about, you know, types of businesses and what interests you. 
don't get into a network marketing business because of the promise that you're going to make millions and millions of dollars because the chances of it are pretty much that you aren't going to make millions and millions of dollars. If you, you know, if you're looking to make a few extra thousand dollars to get out of debt, most of these, you can do that pretty easily. Even if you don't build a network for yourself, you can make a dang good living doing this. Um, you know, the chances of you making multi millions of dollars with, you know, selling very low cost products or, or kind of over overpriced products in comparison to other ones that are out there just so that they can support the, the commission structure is, is what I've seen. So, you know, you, you want to look at all of this. You want to look at the quality of the products. You want to understand who's running the company. Uh, there's been a ton of companies that have been created that have just imploded upon themselves after a while and have gone out of business. And, you know, if you've built your house on a, on sand, it's, it's going to fall apart. So look at the ones that have been successful, um, reach out, talk to some people that have been in that business, talk to some newer folks, uh, you know, are they seeing success and go from there. It's, it's interesting that the concept of network marketing is really very much the concept of any business. Um, you know, I, I would say even the insurance business, you have people in the insurance business, which I've been in for many years. Um, and it wasn't until recently that I kind of thought of it this way. You know, it's the same way. I mean, in the insurance business, we recruit people under us and we'll get an override on what their production is. Well, it's the same thing. I mean, it's the same concept. It's network marketing. You're building a network of people that are out selling along with yourself and you, you know, you're building this kind of business based on a whole network of people out selling for you or out selling period. So that is, you know, that's something that I think is a very easy way to get into business, to get started, get your feet wet. It's not a big outlay of money. Um, it's not a, not a business that requires a lot of capital outlay over time. And it's easily something that even if you make a couple extra thousand dollars per month, um, you're, that's money that's going to help pay down your debt much, much, much faster. I mean, just think if you had $25,000 in debt and you could make an extra $2,000 a month, you know, within 12 months, you're completely debt free. So, I mean, I would look at it from that perspective. Uh, another freedom engine that you could use, and I don't, I don't see this as a long-term freedom engine, but if I were trying to get out of debt, which I did for a while, um, I went and drove Uber and Lyft. Um, I went and delivered food. I mean, those were all things that for a while I had to do. But even if I, even after I stopped having to do it, I actually did it for a little bit longer because of some of the debt that we had built up during that time period. So I just continued to do it. It was fine. I wasn't working as many hours at it because my, my businesses were starting to become successful. Um, and eventually, you know, 2018, um, you know, late, early 2018, the other businesses were making plenty for us to live on. We had reduced the debt down that we had at that point, and it was manageable using just my businesses and my income for my businesses. And I didn't have to do that anymore. I didn't have to sell my time for money. I, I was selling my knowledge and my systems you know, within all my businesses, that was what was generating an income for me. And it was more than enough income that we needed to live on. So when we thought about our 
blueprint. You know, we knew, okay. And during the time where, where things were really, really tough, it was really nice to be able to be at this really low, yeah, very low level as far as what our need was to live on. So that as we started making a lot more money in our businesses, what we didn't do is we kept our, our budget really low and we just applied any extra that we were making to our debt and made our debt go away. And over, you know, 2019, 2020, we had gotten rid of all of our debt. Um, we were able to start saving. Um, and I look at, you know, 2020 and 2021, you know, we were able to reach a point where we actually had saved over six figures in a year. Um, you know, because we were able to build and build and build and build, got rid of all of our debt. Now we spend a little bit more today than we were spending, let's say, two years ago, but it's still not that much. Um, it's still, you know, well below what I actually make in my businesses. So, you know, that's that's where you need to be. Um, you know, you need to identify what that freedom engine is going to be for you. Like I said, there may be an interim one, just something that you do right now to start to learn how to build a business. But the key to this is, and what you need to understand is when we start to talk about taxes, um, and I'm, I'm going to go back for just one quick second and talk about taxes and how we are taxed. So in this country, before 19, I think 1914, we did not have an income tax. So people made money. Um, the only people that were really taxed were the really rich people. And those people, you know, did all kinds of financial machinations and created trusts and you know, gave money to follow further down generations and all that. So, you know, the government, when we were going into World War I in 1917, 1918, um, the government was looking for a way to raise funds so that we could uh, pay for the war effort at that point. And that war effort um, they, they discovered, well, we could actually tax wages and that money would come directly to the government right away. And we can use that to pay government, you know, pay for the expenses of the government. So that's where income tax came from. Um, you know, the, the really rich people who were in Congress put a lot of loopholes in place for themselves, especially a lot of them were business owners and they put a lot of loopholes in place and, and created the tax rules differently for business owners than for individuals. For individuals, the way we are taxed is we make money or we make income, we subtract out the taxes we're required to pay from tax withholding, and then whatever's left over is what we have to live on. And there, there's really no way around any of that. That is the way it is. It's the way it works. And it's the what we have to do. You know, it's the way it works if we're a W-2 employee that's how it works. We don't have a we don't have the ability to not withhold taxes. You could say I don't want to withhold taxes, but the problem is is the way the rules are stacked. If at the end of the year when you're filing taxes, if you did not pay at least eighty percent of the taxes that you should have, you are massively penalized for not paying taxes for for basically you know just keeping the money and not paying taxes. So let's talk about business owners. So for a business owner like myself, it's a different animal. So we earn revenue in our businesses. 
then we get to take out our expenses first. So we get to earn revenue. We remove all the expenses out of our business. And then we pay tax on that money afterwards, which is typically at a much, much smaller amount than if it was my my income. Um, I get to take some expenses, some of those expenses. You really can't do a lot of personal expenses in your business, but a lot of the things that you do, uh, you know, as an example, after I commute to work every day, anything that I do, you know, driving around, visiting clients, going to my other sites, um, you know, going to Costco, going to the post office, all of that, I get to write that mileage off because it's mileage for my business every time. So that is something that I get to write off. Um, another piece of it is, is when I started my newest business, um, that new business, I'm advertising on the side of my vehicle. And so I decided to take my vehicle that I personally own and I lease that vehicle back to my company now because it is being used for business and it is being used as an expense. So in that case, you know, all the expenses for that vehicle are under now my company, um, you know, from a, a maintenance standpoint, everything else. Um, so that reduces my taxable income as a result of that. So that that minor difference, but that minor difference is a major difference. You know, as a W-2 employee, if that's the only thing I have as far as income goes, I'm going to have income minus taxes, then I pay my expenses. In the case of a business owner, whether it's a sole, sole proprietorship, an S-corp, a C-corp, an LLC, I earn revenue, I subtract my expenses, and then I pay taxes at that point. So as you look to start your side gig, your side business, so that you can build your freedom engine out, even if it is, just, you know, even if it's delivering food, doing Uber, doing something else, going to, you know, going to networking meetings for your little small business that you're creating on the side. All of those are expenses and you need to keep track of those. All the expenses, and I would highly encourage you to meet with a tax advisor. Um, there's two types of tax advisors. This is not something that you go to H&R Block. You're not going to work with an H&R Block because they're, they, all they do is file really personal taxes and they're not great at, at business taxes. So focus on finding either a CPA or somebody that's called an enrolled agent. You can, you can Google either of these and see you know, ones that are in your area. And I would meet with an, a, a local enrolled agent or a CPA that can help you to understand what things are deductible in your business and what records you need to keep and how you need to keep those records. Um, even if you have to spend a little bit of money at the beginning to do some consulting time with them, you need to do that. You need to have a very good understanding of that. There's another thing that you would want to do uh, to learn this a little bit, and that is, and I'll put this down in the show notes, um, you can go to the IRS website and download section 162 of the tax code, which is, uh, it's a publication 162, and that basically lays out everything that is a deductible expense in a business and what isn't a deductible expense. 
there is a lot more deductible expenses than what, you know, non-deductible expenses. So having that publication and just kind of going through that and thinking through some of the things that you do in your life and what things could potentially fall under that new business that you're creating to reduce your taxable income. Once again, work with a qualified tax advisor as well. Um, I have multiple ones that I work with in my businesses because I can't know everything. And even though I've been in the financial services industry for years, this is not something that I do for a living. Um, I, I work with people and help them build wealth. But, you know, part of that process is taxes. And if you've got a good CPA or a good enrolled agent that you work with, they can help guide you through the process and prepare you down the road. So with that, that hopefully helps you to understand how to start building your blueprint. Um, it hopefully helps you to learn what the tools are um, in future. We may even have a little course on how to do this. Um, I would love to get some feedback from you if this was adequate. Um, you know, the book is going to be coming out in, in a few months, uh, Freedom Day, uh, which there'll be more details on what we're talking about here. Go to our website, www.freedomnationpodcast.com, and you can get more information on the shows there. Uh, there's a resource page that you can go to and take a look at some of the resources that we have out there, uh, some tools that we offer that you know just can help you to kind of get yourself organized. But all of that said, um, I love your feedback. So wherever you're listening to this, whether you go to the main website and, you know, use that to, to access our episodes, you can comment on those episodes. Uh, we're also, you can get links to iHeartRadio, to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of those area, or all those tools. Uh, you can get to, to watch the show or to listen to the show. And, you know, once you've listened to it, first off, if you can, give us a good rating. Uh, we love a five-star rating, and if you can, you know, if you can do that, and I'd love a comment. If you like the show, if you hate the show, if you're tired of hearing me ramble, we'll uh, we'll we'll take all those in stride. So enjoy yourselves. Go out there, do a little bit of blueprint planning. Start to think about what this looks like. Start to jot down some ideas you might have on your freedom engines. We're gonna have an upcoming episode where we just focus on that. And we talk about all kinds of different things that we can do. And then down the road, um, I will say a few episodes down the road, we're going to start focusing on very specific industries as well. So if you're having difficulty understanding, um, you know, the different Freedom Days or the, the different Freedom Engines that are out there, I'll be interviewing some people who have done this, you know, have created businesses in those areas and have been successful so that you can see that this can be done and that people can create a freedom engine that's going to get them to their freedom day down the road. So hopefully this was helpful. I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks a lot, and we will see you here the next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.